Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Just as I finished the episode titled Sexless Marriage, I realized that the person who DM'd me and requested I talk about that topic probably didn't want to know all the reasons why a marriage becomes sexless, but probably wanted to know what to do about it. So here is Sexless Marriage Part 2. If you didn't listen to Part 1, you might want to listen to that first. That that episode is more about uh, how marriages become sexless. And of course, this episode is going to be more about what to do about it. So if you are in a sexless marriage, here are my general uh steps now of course every situation is different but um i gotta i'm just gonna do some kind of broad strokes blanket answer uh trying to throw the widest net that i can part uh not part step one review your marriage and see when it went south in the bedroom like when when did it start to become sexless right like what happened i think it's important to uh, look at the black box after the crash and, and kind of review what went wrong, you know? Now, obviously, um, your marriage wasn't sexless in the beginning or you probably wouldn't be married. So what went wrong? What Did something happen? Was there infidelity? Um, it, was there a, a shift in dynamic? Did you guys, uh, was it because you guys had children and got busy? Like, what was the catalyst that... Um, that was not my stomach. That was a Harley Davidson, if you heard that, outside of my window. Um, what was the catalyst that uh, made your marriage sexless? Okay, now, the second step is think about what you can do, what you can execute, because I think it's really easy, and I think this has become a knee-jerk for most of us in relationships, to just point fingers and state what's wrong and what needs to be fixed, right? Instead, take a breath. You don't need to go and announce that your marriage is sexless. Um, what can you do to change change this? Like, what you know? I and listen. You're only fifty percent, but what can you do? Because you can do something to change the dynamic of the relationship. Now, you can't change someone, but you can change the dynamic of the relationship. Now, um, many people will do something, just to kind of initiate, execute what they believe they can do, or where they drop the ball. And that itself can suddenly spark uh, the marriage back up. You know, it's like it's like you're it's like yes, you want a bonfire, um, but maybe you can start with a little, you know, a little match and a little just light a little leaf, and and maybe maybe if the wind blows right and uh, stars line up, then um, it will eventually be a bonfire. Well, I mean, stars don't really have to line up, but anyway, okay, so. What can you do? Is it something as simple as um, initiating more date nights? Is it uh, getting more comfortable with your body? Like maybe part of this is you uh, not being comfortable with yourself, right? So does that mean that you have to go, you know, go train more, or go work out, eat better? I don't know. Or is it something like you just need to dress sexier? Maybe over the years, uh, you guys have just really dropped the ball on um, comfort, and now you guys are just in sweatpants, and you know. So maybe uh, 
Maybe it's about buying lingerie or sex toys. Maybe you got to spice it up. Now, those are all easy things to do. Usually, it's going to be deeper, right? So uh, having a sexless marriage is the residue. It's a byproduct of something else happening. So maybe it's you um, participating more in the relationship. Maybe you need to show up more in a way that he or she uh, really appreciates and you haven't in a long time. Maybe... It's you taking more time off of work or whatever it is. You know better than anyone else, hopefully. Um, And if you think you have an idea of what it could be, execute that. Now, if nothing happens, step three is to have the conversation, right? And the conversation isn't going to be, we need to have more sex. Because uh that announcement is not really going to solve anything right again the sex is coming from the byproduct like it, it's a, it's it's like something is something need the core needs to to be fixed in order for the the sex to naturally organically happen um i think if you just say we need to have more sex uh okay you guys both can agree on that so what, what you know what now right if the person, your partner, or you, if you got, if you just have a low libido, right? Like if you you're just generally not a sexual person, then you know that's different. And I think that's something that uh, uh, the individual needs to take responsibility for, right? Because if the marriage is sexless, it's obvious that people aren't having sex, and that it's obvious that people probably aren't happy. Um, and re- and just a reminder, this isn't just about sex; it's about connection, right? It's about um, feeling close to someone. It's, and it's about intimacy. It's not just skin hunger. So the conversation, go into it with concern. Go into it with curiosity. Don't go into it with uh, a pointed finger. Don't go into it blaming. Uh, it's obvious that there is no sex happening. So there's no need to, to announce that. Um, go into it with wonder. Go into it with, um, you know, what can what can I do? What can we do to initiate to spark our sex life back up you know maybe it's like hey remember when um years ago when it was amazing and we used to do this or we used to do that or you know we used to have the date nights and then we would start in the car or whatever right whatever your your guys thing was um talk about talk about it in that way now if it's deeper meaning it's a relational problem and usually it is so uh, it's usually not an easy fix. If it if it is just an easy fix, then you are very lucky. Um, if it's just about sex toys or spicing things up or uh, uh, putting more um, effort into a date night or clearing ca- uh, your schedule, that those are easy things, right? Those are very logistical. Uh, what's hard is there's something wrong with the relationship that needs to be fixed in order for the uh, sex to start happening. So either people need to start forgiving. Uh, maybe someone is holding on to things. Um, maybe there is anger and resentment. And if that's the case, then you do need a couples counselor. Because, I mean, you could start the conversation, but I'm telling you, uh, it's really hard to process without that that third neutral party, you know? Um, it's very easy for people to hold up shields and to defend and, you know, not... It's it's really hard to, to see outside of yourself um, and, and get a fresh perspective if you don't have that third person that will help you process things. So then the step would be to get a couple's therapist, 
and uh, start doing couple sessions. And in those sessions, again, you're not talking about the sex, which is the byproduct. You're talking about the core of the relationship, what went wrong, um, how people can start building trust again. Usually, um, the intimacy grows. The sex happens when people start to trust each other, and maybe that needs to be rebuilt, right? Maybe maybe trust was broken because of either what happened or because there's been drift, um, or you know maybe the the relationship dynamic has changed and you guys are just now uh, friends or don't see each other in that way. And if that's the case, then you have to start there. And all of those things, those aren't easy fixes. Those are lots of hours of therapy. Um, people doing homework they're and taking ownership of their own piece and two people really wanting this you know i think uh, a lot of mar- a lot of married people go into counseling for the other person or because they feel like they have to but they don't actually do the work it's important that you want this not only for you but also for your marriage and even if you feel hopeless Right, even if you feel like you know what we've tried this or nothing's working or we've drifted too far, um, if your partner is down, what's what's the 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 risk in doing it one more time just to see? Unless you know there are consequences. Unless um, (laughs) you've been through this fifteen times and you're done, that's different. But if you do see hope, I encourage you to see a counselor because maybe it took four times for people to start. Um, being vulnerable or for for people to start uh, trusting each other again. I have seen many marriages that uh, were on uh, its its last leg um, pick back up and fly again. And I have seen couples who were very angry at each other uh, through sessions start to to love each other um, and respect each other and build character again. And the byproduct of that, the ripple of that is having sex again. And of course, once the sex starts happening, you can work on um, the, the kind of sex you want and, and all, of, all, of, all of the stuff, right? So um, to get the ball rolling, uh, usually you do have to go to couples counseling. Now, listen, if your partner isn't willing to do that, then like, what, there's nothing you can do. Then you have to ask yourself, um, if you want to stay in this, because you alone can't fix a marriage because you're only 50%. You can express how you feel and your concern and that you want to work on this, and you can do everything that is uh, you know, um, on your side of the bed. But if your partner doesn't want to see a, a couples counselor, doesn't want to see a therapist, or doesn't want to work on him or herself, what else can you do, right? So... Just know that because a lot of times people get stuck in marriages and um, they're working their ass off. The other person isn't, and I don't think that's fair. And usually what happens in that case is the person that is working, they end up outgrowing the other person. So it kind of backfires. Okay. Hope your marriages are filled with lots of amazing, hot, passionate sex. Thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion to help others and want to become a life coach, or you just want to acquire tools to change your own life, learn more about our Catalyst Life Coaching Intensive. We are an evidence-based training program with an amazing, authentic, vibrant community, and we give lifetime support. Just go to my website, 
theangrytherapist.com and click on Life Coach Training. Hey, before you go, if you like my ramblings and revelations and shares, I am now texting people directly to their phone. Just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com if you want to subscribe. I'll be doing weekly text, five days a week, reminders and also uh, mindsets and uh, exercises and challenges. And every week there will be a different theme, a different topic. So I hope to see you in your phone. And also, if you enjoy this conversation, I hope you help me uh, spread the dialogue and help other people by sharing it. You never know what people need to hear. So if it's helped you, I hope you uh, can help me help others.